the time. Oh, yeah. And the last. <laughs> We're bringing the fun. We're bringing the thunder. We are thunder. Flesh and blood down under. Welcome back. You're back in one piece. You were over there in the beautiful America. We want to hear all about it, Phil. You played in Worlds. You played in Battle Hardens. How many fans came up to you as the most recognized person on Thunder? <laughs> were they just throwing their undies at you going, please, Philip, have my babies? Yeah, yeah. Look, just um, unfortunately, I only brought carry-on, so I couldn't bring them all back with me. But um, yeah, that looked just so much, so much underwear. Um, you guys need to get some better brands over there. Panties in, in yeah, yeah, the just US, like, they're called panties. I mean, just well, why does everyone wear Calvin Klein? That's that's my main question. <laughs> Gamers uh, can afford Calvin Klein. I don't know, man. What's going on? Uh, OnlyFans is popping off. But yeah, look, I uh, I had a great time. I met a lot of people, um, some people I knew, and I'd seen them at other events who came up to me again, which was great. Other people who I'd never met before who met me, reached out to me, uh, people who I've spoken to online but have never put a face to the name came up to me and said hi and introduced themselves, took some photos, kissed some babies. Uh, it was it was great. Yeah, uh, I, I think probably most of my best memories from that uh, trip have to do with just meeting the community. The community in Fab is really outstanding. Um, I've been a community member of a lot of other games in the past. And it hasn't always been as welcoming, uh, as warm, uh, as loving as Flesh and Blood. So good job, guys. Um, you know, everyone's doing a great job in making Flesh and Blood a welcoming place. That's why I Paul think. and I <clears throat> have been thinking of like, I mean, if we qualify, we qualify, but maybe focus on going to these events for community content yeah. network. Like I think I had fun playing the calling, but I had way more fun recording Thunder, just being able to walk around talk to people that was fun yeah yeah I, look i didn't even get a chance to you know stand in the line and yeah. do the regicide playmat thing and have the photo taken or get any of the artist swag like being a part of worlds and doing thunder and doing all that you know i missed out on participating in any of that sort of fanfare which is fine um but i think next time we do go if things pan out the way they will we'll just be 100 percent focused on community recording mm. things of that nature but you know got to get a, ch a couple of cheeky games in oh no i want to play but you play day two mm. you know what i mean you play the calling or whatever the second event is yeah. um so you ended up playing arachne the week it was legal right yeah at, uh at philadelphia mm. so that was pretty fun actually um i kind of had to scrounge for my cards at the last minute obviously and um, but um, shout outs to uh, Mr. Visarai uh, okay. on, on Twitter, Mr. Visarai, who very lovingly and welcomingly allowed me into his home at 11.30 at night, a random flesh and blood, I don't know, content person. Is that the pillow guy? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, said, yeah, come in, crack some packs with us and we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get the Arachne deck together. And, uh, How many packs did you crack? Uh, I think it was like two cases. Oh, that's, that's not enough. Uh, Surgical extraction, short printed, right? Yeah. <laughs> did no. you end up with three of them? Yeah, I had play sets. Of, I had everything From I needed. From two cases. I think it was two cases. Well, there you go. Myth three. busted. Next. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it was two cases. Might have been four cases. Either way, it, was, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't right? like 10, 15. No, 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 no. With cards to spare as well. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, showed up with like uh, a really funky day one build. Um, kind of tuned it a little bit for day two. Put it this way, I did horribly. I expected to do horribly because I'm showing up with a new deck um, that's untested, that's untuned, fully theoretical. By the time I kind of got to the end of the event, I realized like, oh, okay, no, these, this is how you're actually supposed to play the deck. Like stop trying to build it as a deck that's trying to play five card hands and start focusing more on, you know, the raw numbers and the maths behind it and, uh, and play it that way. And yeah, towards well, in day two and like games that I played on the side, things like that, I started like really crushing some people. Um, I played against, I think it was three fire players and at some point in all of those games, I had like a 16 to 20 life lead. Um, one of them managed to combo off really well and kill me from 27, which was, hey, good job. Um, the other ones, you know, they got to that point, popped off, used the mask, uh, get their salt the wounds, get me down to 12, and then they were just stonewalled out of the game. Arachne is really cool. Um, definitely has a lot of room mm. to be <coughs> built in interesting ways. Um, I think Spider's Bite is a card that people haven't quite understood like why it's so strong. Um, and I will explain it right now. If you think about how That's the, the weapon just yeah the yeah, weapon two cost attacks for one attacks for one if it hits your attack action cards yes block for one less yeah the first time your opponent blocks with attack action cards this turn they block for one less yeah so so like the first card no not the first the card. first blocking. first time yeah. yeah plus it has piercing and it has piercing ones so if you block with equipment yeah, against correct. plus one you have to block with the two armor to actually block it once yeah. right which is which pretty. Is Rough Very value. bad, yes. Yeah, not good at all. Um, so if you think about like a two-card hand, um, some of the best two-card hands in the game right now, funnily enough, are E-Strike for seven or Fiendel's Fighting Spirit for seven, gain Sw a life. Swing big for eight. Swing big for eight. Uh, wounded Bull for eight. Real like, yep. you know, monkey brain, just big number, do big thing. Now, if you think about blocking... Uh, something like that. If you block with two, three blocks on a seven power card uh, in E-Strike, for example, um, you're taking one damage, which is fine. So your two-card hand has led to leaking one damage. If you look at Arachne uh, on a similar two-card hand, say a blue pitch and a one-cost card, one-cost attack action coming in for five, say it's even just a, a vanilla critical strike, right? Pitching a blue and swinging with your dagger um, costs you two resources, your opponent is probably going to take the one, right? You then swing in for five. If your opponent chooses to double block, so we're talking about the same card economy that uh, happened with E-Strike or, or whatever the other player was, your opponent then chooses to double block with their two, three block cards, assuming their attack actions, they're still going to take one damage over the top. So for that same play into a double block, Arachne suddenly is doing two damage instead of one. Because they took the dagger first. Exactly. And yep. if they chose to block the dagger with a card and then they choose to block the one for five with a card, they're still taking two damage. So the strength of Arachne is actually in the idea that if your opponent was intending to block anyway, Arachne makes it really, really hard for them to block effectively and you want to build the deck around that concept. So... I've personally moved away from this like zero for four, trying to trigger black tech whispers every single turn, playing cards like even bigger than that. Uh, even Captain's Call has come out of the deck. 
focusing more on just playing cute two card hands um, or even just coming in with a zero for four with a relevant on hit like snatch, like leave no witnesses, uh, two card hands, real simple, coming in with a dagger, coming in with a one for five. And when you have a tunic, that's when the deck's really, really scary. Mm. Pitching a blue, coming in with a dagger, tunic, command and conquer. You want to block three cards to deal with my command and conquer or do you want to lose your arsenal? Pitch a blue, dagger, tunic, come in with a surgical extraction. You want to block how much to deal with that card? Two cards, could be three cards, depending on if you're worried about an attack reaction. Pitch blue, swing with the dagger, tunic, erase face. Pitch blue, swing with the dagger, tunic, pursuit of knowledge. There are a lot of really powerful on-hit two-cost cards that Arachne really, Why really does well Why you tunic on. is because that costs four, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so but that's what you're doing. You're, you're, you're blocking. Yeah. But then you're every third turn or every cycle, you're hoping to have like a on-hit that's not necessarily just... Damage. An assassin on hit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The contract on hits are cool. Over the course of the game, you get a little bit of value out of them. Yeah. But really, when I look at the deck, it screams to me, I want to be playing passively for two turns, coming in with a one card hand, zero cards maybe, just passing, blocking out completely, coming with a two card hand that's just a dagger and a one cost. And then that every third turn where I have that tunic counter, that's when I turn around to my opponent and say, okay, now you have to pay the price. Yeah. Um, and it's... A deck that's really good at slowing down the game. It's a deck that can pretty much play a full deck of cards that block for three or more. Really easily slots in the sink belows, the fate for scenes, all of the assassin cards and the attack reactions, shred, uh, cut to the chase, all block for three. You know, the deck is really... It's old school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Arachne was supposed to be released in Arcane Rising yep. uh, instead of um, Viserai, mm. as far as I understand. So or Azalea, I've heard both. I okay. know people say it doesn't make sense because you know it's decks that play off the top, but it seemed yeah. like because Azalea was definitely not supposed to be an Arcane Rising. Yeah, that's confirmed twice now publicly. Okay, right. Mm. So maybe it was that's why it's Azalea. a little bit underpowered. Okay, is they hadn't Figured didn't get out, the yeah. amount of attention that the other three classes got. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, or it was a five. Maybe it was maybe a five, it was five hero set. set. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who knows? Actually, how cool would that have been? Imagine a set with Assassin Wizard. <laughs> Drafting Mech. that would have been interesting, oh. actually. I, yeah, I'm, I'm very... Um, I wouldn't have guessed that LSS would have taken the Assassin class in this direction. This real heavy control. Like, that's not how I particularly in my brain think an Assassin would operate thematically. But I do like what they've done. I just never would have guessed it. And I've played against it online three or four times. I've played with it online a few times too. I've played against it in paper twice now and I'm impressed. Um, I think... It's cool. I think it's a strong deck too. I, I, I really believe that... Just going by the history of LSS um, having you know a powerful, impactful hero in a new set, um, I have no doubt, even without getting to the next set with more cards that might turn Arachne on, I think Arachne's quite good um i think especially even though i think milling is probably not the way to go with it i just think that ability to manipulate you know since i have divining top or whatever opting your opponent's deck that ability to manipulate what your opponents are going to draw is crazy mm. if if you are really like next level good and you understand every deck 
um, you understand what your opponent's trying to do, when they're trying to pivot, what their key cards are, being able to control that with one card, it's pretty freaking good, man. It's yeah. actually legit, especially if you're doing what Phil's doing, you're doing that full defensive shell package, you know, prodding and poking and... I don't know. I think the the hero is a lot better than what people are saying. I think uh, a I want to talk about the a lot better the main thing with Arachne. I think the main mm. mechanic is actually the one no one really talks about a lot mm. is opting one on your yes. opponent's deck. That is yeah. that is the mechanic. Yeah. That's what they've done as an assassin mechanic. It's a bit like a pickpocket mechanic. Like, hmm. can I just say I think if Arachne actually had the. This is like a, a weird mm. psychological thing, but I think if Arachne had the word opt in his hero text box, people would realize it's so powerful. that it's relevant. But it's literally what it says. So Arachne's, good. So, what does Arachne's hero text whenever say? Whenever you play a contract. Yeah, it doesn't say it on the contract card, it says it on the hero, right? Correct, yeah. Whenever so you play an assassin attack action with contract, mm. you may look at the top card of your opponent's deck, put it on the top okay. or the bottom. Let me tell you what's missing. I nearly guaranteed that this card exists in the testing realm and they didn't launch it because it'd be too strong. Yeah. It's the same as that card brand, make the next draconic. Mm. Guarantee you there's a card that said, make the next attack, give the next attack contract. Yeah. Where you could go CNC. Contract, yeah, but I'm pretty sure I took that out because I think when you start doing that, it really would be a bit overwhelming because then you're using way stronger cards than the rate, like a command and conquer yeah. with uh spider's bite already yeah, hit, loaded up, yeah, and then you go and it like if especially if it does like it's zero and it gives plus three and makes it a con, do you know what I mean? That'd be nuts, like it yeah. pretty much screws up. Um, long games if your opponent's trying to pitch well, stack so I, as well. If they're trying to pitch stack... Mm. There is no pitch stack with Arachne. Yeah, like... Yeah. Totally you actually have no idea plan. what they've done till later. I, I actually think that's quite thematic, mm. um, in my opinion. So when, when I look at it, I kind of think of it as like, okay, if it's a Tunic-based deck, when I think of the Assassin, or specifically the Huntsman as a spider, um, you know, kind of sits in the corner, waits, mm. gets ready, jumps, yep. mm. kills something. And I see Arachne embodying that in two different ways. First of all, you're sort of preparing for two turns and then you come in with the spider's bite into the on-hit effect and your opponent goes, uh, okay, I can't deal with this. And then there's also, you're actually preparing the whole game to pitch stack your opponent and you're also pitch stacking yourself. Because if you look at Arachne's blues are some of the craziest yep. blues in the game. Blue Shred is so good. insanely good as a raid. It's better than like warrior attack reactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just sucks. Um, Blue Shred, insanely strong. But tell people why that card's so good. So uh, in terms of pure rate, uh, zero for two, block three. Mm. Um, no condition. Yeah, it's an attack. Atta the condition is kind of like a t attack reaction is the condition in no, a no, way. But Your opponent has to be blocking with something. Right, but it you doesn't say reprise. Correct. But for an example, but your no opponent has to be blocking with something. It doesn't have to be. It could be armor or correct. Yeah, yeah. and it can also be um, any de any just any defending card. Right, mm. um, you can target uh, something that they block without a arsenal. Sure. For the example. condition is that they're blocking, or you get to the defense. Yeah, defense yeah. step. So if you look at what the rate on uh, on a reaction is, zero for three is red. Zero for two is yellow. Zero for one is blue. Shred is literally just Better. plus one, baby. That's it. And it also hits equipment. Like there's a fun interaction with temper. Um, yes. So if you shred an opponent's 
uh, equipment that has tempo on it and you reduce its block to zero, then the card breaks. So if you're playing Dory, for example, and you sleeve up Courage of Blade Hold, you literally can never block with it. Mm. Well, yeah, a smart Arachne will just Arsenal the Shred, shred waiting, yeah. right? Um, or just never Arsenal the Shred and just be like, if I ever have a card in hand, you can never block with Courage. So mm. you have to block with this on turn one, turn it's two. how I feel like they tried to do Shatter and it's nowhere near as good. Because mm. Shatter reads like that. It's like, yeah. hey, uh, Mr. Guardian, sir. I'm a warrior. You can't block with Rampart, but it does not play that way. Exactly. It's the, the, actually, it's a bait. Like it's just so you give away everything to maybe break their Rampart once. Yeah. And I see like Arachne as this this character who's kind of preparing the whole game, preparing my opponent's deck, preparing my deck, and then I hit my pitch stack. But I'm also, funnily enough, hitting my opponent's pitch stack because what I've noticed in testing is that once per game, my opponent has a turn where they draw their hand and they go, hmm, I didn't put these cards at the bottom (laughs) of my deck and suddenly they can't play anything. And then I'm coming in with like, surgical extraction with a blue pummel behind it or pursuit of knowledge with a blue pummel behind it or like some kind of wide play double spiders biting all these sorts of things so yeah he's he's late game is crazy let me pick your brain here because i think this is actually quite complicated and take up the whole pod it doesn't need to but sure and maybe you should make a video on a tier list of this like a flowchart decision tree as arachne Mm. into most decks what you're supposed to do so I know if I'm playing Dory mm-hmm. and you're Arachne, if you see a blue on top, put it at the fucking bottom. Because mm-hmm. my, unfortunately on Dory, my second cycle is all blues. Mm-hmm. And like you have to purposely take breaks and put reds with with um, strokes or something to make yeah. you, you to be. Because if you don't, you end up with drawing four blues a lot. Um, so if you're Arachne if you get rid of a blue because of my ratios and if you understand ninja's the same, if you see a blue zero cost on a ninja, but this is where you might correct me. What I'm saying is blue cost on a ninja, there's not that many in the deck. If you can get rid of it, you might actually make them brick. Like they might get a hand and go, ah, crap. I'm assuming into rune blade, if you know the ratios, attack action or non-attack action, you can do some thought process. Like you see a channel mount. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you okay? This is this is why it's complicated. Are you putting it at the bottom because you don't want them to see it, or are you leaving it on top so you can banish it? No matter what the banish effect is, you just want it out of the game. And are you only doing that because there's an attack reaction you can guarantee the banish? Because remember, guys, they don't see. You know, it's a channel lake or channel mount. Sorry, yeah. they don't. Which is a huge fucking. That's that's the power. Is you anyway? What what would you? What, what's the right decision? So. Um, some of it depends. Part of why I really like Arachne is because I can condition my opponent mm. based on how I've been putting cards on top or the bottom. So some people think, oh, if you left it on top, it must be a card that you want to banish. And then they overblock and then they draw mm. a potion. A, a, yeah, a dead card <laughs> yep. that I don't care about. Um, so in, it, it depends what's in my hand as well. I'm happy to um, do something like if I'm playing into Briar and there's a channel mount on top, I'm pretty happy to if I have a leave no witnesses in my hand to go, oh, okay, what I'm going to do is leave it on top, make my opponent think this is an important card. They draw it. They can't play it because it costs three. Stick it in their arsenal. Next turn, you have to deal with the leave no witnesses. Sure. I'm already a turn ahead of you. You don't even know that I'm a turn ahead of you. Um, I've already figured out what you're going to play on your next turn before you're even allowed to draw that card. Yeah. So stuff like that. 
comes into it. I think a lot of the time uh, I'm just bottom decking um, uh, by default. Like if I look at it and I'm playing a matchup where the contract isn't that important. So into aggro, contracts are pretty important because you can reset your um, your armor pieces quite a lot. And you can get yes. a lot of free You want to make two silvers when you attack, right? Exactly. With yeah. mask. With mask. And then immediately put mask back. Exactly. Lock with it. Go yeah. again. That's what you're doing. That's what I've been doing. And it's been working really well onto aggro. Because you're not fight. trying to go wide with the no, boots. No. You're trying to do the opposite. Yeah. I play one contract. Look at the top of my opponent's deck. It's already fulfilling my contract. If it's, say, like, Annihilate the Armed, which is attack actions, and I'm sitting across from fire, I'm like, right, 85 yeah. to 90% that this hits. My opponent says no blocks. I go, sick, I'll take my two silver, reset my mask, mm. get my one free Which block. also technically, you mill their deck by two. Mm-hmm. That's the advantage. You mill two attacks out. You make two silvers, which actually technically heals you for one or like gives yes, you an extra that's, life. that's the yep. main thing. Right. I think people look at Mask of Perdition. I've had some interesting discussions about whether or not that card's actually good. I play Crown as well because mm. there are matchups where I'm never going to get triggers on mask because if you're only banishing like you only have one contract active you have to hit that same contract twice off the top and one of them is blind if you're using mask of perdition yeah, like in right? defy it works yeah and if i like great. guardian it's unlikely it's, right it's never yeah. gonna happen right they've got the same as warrior like any decks are like 50 50 yeah split between attacks and non-attacks or react it's yeah. very hard right yeah. very very hard to make it happen so um so mask of perdition is not great into to those ones where you can't, you know, yeah. basically guarantee it. But then, yeah, if I'm sitting across from Fi, I don't actually care about milling my opponent's deck. If I happen to mill an Art of War, I'm laughing at them um, or spreading flames or whatever. If I mill their Minoism, then, you know, <laughs> very good. <laughs> I have done that before. Um, I lost a Glistening. That did not feel good. Yeah, yeah. Someone getting rid of a Glistening, I'm like, well, that's like a third of my power. Exactly, in right? Gone. You can randomly... Because you're slowing down the game so much as Arachne, you can randomly just be like, oh, yeah, no, I'll leave that on top. Does it fill a contract? No, I banish it. Have fun. You've lost one of your art wars. You've yep. lost one of X, one of Y. Yep. And that's really But really is there an it. actual formula? Or you're playing the player a little bit here. I'm playing the player a little bit. I'm Because they're reacting to you. Yeah. It depends. Like if they're the, if I can tell that they're changing, like if I notice after the second or third contract that they're changing how they're blocking, depending on whether I'm putting it on top or bottom, then I'll play them a little See, bit. This is the big brain shit that makes Fab cool. Like Wizard is big brain. Mm-mm. You have to like, you can't just off the top because yeah. most times you'll lose you on Wizard, right? Spot, yeah. Arachne feels the same. I feel like if you got a Talishar win rate, it'd be like thirty percent. Mm. But it's only because people don't understand how complex those decisions can get. Knowing the matchup is already like 50% of winning in fab. Yeah. Like no, sitting in front of a deck you play is so much easier to win than sitting against a deck you've never sleeved up yourself. Absolutely. In general, I'd say the basic formula for Rackney is um, when it comes to contracts on top or bottom, I'd say if I have a way to pressure my opponent when they draw that card next turn, I'll leave it on top. So, particularly Leave No Witnesses, Surgical, Command and Conquer. But that's also assuming you won't hit. Because if you hit, the Correct. card if, goes. If, I, if, it, if it hits, but that's a benefit I'm like, anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. I, I, I win either way. If I look at my hand and I'm going, okay, next turn, all I'm doing is playing Snatch, you, you're not allowed to keep your channel mount heroic. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, that's going to the bottom 100% of the time. Yeah. So... But it's very something. I, the reason I asked the question too is one of those decisions is only one of them is guaranteed. 
Yes. You're guaranteed to see it mm-hmm. and you're guaranteed to put it on bottom. Mm-hmm. The on hit is subject. Like that's up to your opponent yeah. now. So if I'm playing into aggro, nine times out of 10, power card on top goes to the bottom. Why? You're not going to see it. If I put it to the bottom, we're not getting to second stack. Yeah. Right? And, and that's the thing. Let's be real here. Like decks like Briar, Channel Mounts. Fire. Um, you're not going to you know, see the second uh, stack. Uh, Reiner, uh, Blood Rush. Without those key cards, like if you're not seeing them, they're two different power level decks. Mm-hmm. Like, like literally, you're playing against a deck with what 70 percent less power. Like, if you're playing Reiner and you no never, and bellows. you know Blood Rush Bellows, it's a completely different deck. Yeah. Same with Bright. If you never see a Channel Mount, like you said, I'm sure there's key cards in Diary as well. Maybe not as much so as a Blood Rush, but there's certain decks if if they just don't see those cards, if they're unable to play those cards in a game. You've got a huge advantage. But on this that is deck. where the choice is it's 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 cool. That's it what is we're very, talking very about. Cool. The yeah. choice is I see a blood rush. Mm-hmm. Do I take the risk and try and get get it out of the game, out of the game? Nah, like always to the bottom. No, no, no. But but the, but that's Sometimes, no no. Yeah. But if you're sitting on a shred in your arsenal, it's gonna hit, baby. Like what are they gonna do? Block for twelve, block yeah. for six, block for like nine. If you've hit Reiner, half his deck is sixes. Like attacks. Yeah, well, yeah, if you have a no, no, but do you know what I mean? Like that's the thought yeah. process. What I mean, you got to really understand the opponent's deck com- composition. Like Reiner, it's a big chunk of it. They don't want to run on attack actions as much as you can. It's as little as possible. Fi is the same. Mm-hmm. Bry is less so, but also you see a lot of attacks, but less than like it's not fifty fifty. Viz is fifty fifty. Be careful. Like that's a gamble. Dory is like thirty thirty thirty. You know what I mean? It's reactions, non-attack act. Sorry, it's not. It's 50-50 still. Maybe yeah. some D-reactions. It, it's also worth considering, so if I sit across from Briar, they're going to play Sonata, right? So if I bottom mm, deck... Not me. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, a lot of Briar players. I'm a basic players. bitch. <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't play um, Creepers. No. Yeah, you're okay. not playing it right. Like, um, sorry, you're not playing the full power level Briar then. Do you know what I mean? No. No, no, but yours is more consistent. Yeah, Those well, are gambly. Th- they're more th- gambly. Th- this deck's yeah. one of calling. I wouldn't say it's that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, what I'm saying is it's more Skills consistent. difference. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know I'm not... Pa- but something yeah. I want to... Before we go go on, a big thing I think that people don't understand about Arachne is Arachne will ensure full boost bolster the wall dash may not exist in our meta. Yes. Because it will mill. So that's when the mill effect is already, oh, you're milling and I'm milling. You've got three turns. Do you know what I mean? Um, this, not three turns, but over the length of a game, you will deck a dash out if he's boosting three times. Yeah. Because you, you can be still able to block, out. block for two, yep. block for six, mm-hmm. seven, maybe with armor, yep. every turn, yep. plus get rid of a card or two. Mm-hmm. Every turn. Yeah. And, and dash boosts. will not survive. Like, I can't block dash anymore on, on, uh, on the warrior. Like, yeah. They just bleed too much damage. But if if the Arachne is also causing the dash to lose two cards a turn, that game is that like it's not going to go Dash's way. I don't think. Yeah, I've sat across from it now that I've figured the build out a little bit mm. more, and I've noticed that not only am I able to like I'm leaking health the whole game, right? Once one per turn, two per turn, three per turn. Okay, every single turn I'm leaking health, but also. Every two turns, I'm getting one block from Mask of Perdition. Yeah. And then I'm playing a zero-cost contract. And then they say, okay, no blocks. And I go, cool, mill two. Am I going to hit on it? Maybe not, right? But I'm going to mill two. And I'll try and do that. that's two, two less boosts. Exactly. Right? That's one less 
trigger off yeah. the chess piece. But plus, if you're doing the tunic command and conquer, getting yeah. cards exactly, so that they've boosted three away on their turn, attacked with three, mm-hmm. right? That's six cards out of their deck. Yeah. Plus, then you attack with command and conquer. There's nine in one cycle. Yeah. You can't. How many cycles are going to go through in nine? Six cycles, and your whole deck is what you have. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. Do you think that Arachne is possibly flesh and bloods? Um, deck with the highest skill intensive ceiling like do you think it's the the the, the you know the biggest brain big brain deck like i don't know i just get the feeling in my mind because you you, you get such a a payoff from intimately knowing the other decks what they're doing like you said when to banish cards when to put things on the bottom um, do, do you think that, or do you think maybe not the Kano's of this and that are still a higher skill level Icelander, or do you think Arachne? Uh, I don't think Kano's that that hard to play, honestly. Um, like I know it's 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 a harder deck, but I don't think it's harder to play because sometimes it, you, you you just go, oh okay, I need twenty one damage. Uh, how much? How many cards does my opponent have? One card in hand. Okay, cool, I'm good, and now I just pop off. It doesn't matter what your opponent has. Doesn't mm. matter what you have. You know, as long as you have. Oh, I have. X number of blues and a lessons in lava. Okay, I win. Right. That, I don't think that's that's not really that hard to do. It looks I think like Kano's execution. a rep deck. Yeah, it's you, just reps. it's not yeah. so even if you've played Kano, like Hayden. There are some matchups. He's played that are Kano high. at a very high yeah. level. Sasha, I think if they took a month off playing it, that it's it requires the reps because because seeing the lines on Kano because I've played a little bit. And I don't have a really good maths brain. I think if you can do maths, like you can float the maths in your head and go, yeah, that makes that's sense. A, yeah. But if you don't, if you, if you mathematically you will might make an error, it's a very tricky deck to pilot. Yeah, because you end up doing it three, four times in your head. Make because Kano is always about that one resource. It's yeah. it's not like you can do twenty seven, but you need three blues tunic and the potion. Yeah, but then you have to go through that twice in your head. Going, do I have enough for metacarpus and boots? Like it's not. Yeah. I re- especially if you're double pumping metacarpus. <laughs> yeah. Like that's where it. I've been caught. Like I have the damage and then I go, shit, I was one short. Because right, it was right, like right. Yeah, boots, yeah. weapon, metacarpus you twice would have killed him. But I only actually had three spare after paying. Yeah. Uh, but so that reps solves that. Reps, yeah. you start seeing it. I, I find with the build as I have it now, uh, I'm noticing a lot more. All I'm doing is just going block out, block out. Power turn, block out, block out, power turn, block out, block out, power turn. And I'm not really contracting all that much. So if I'm only contracting five to six times in the game, maybe 10 times in the whole game, then the impact of his hero ability is much weaker Mm. uh, or much lesser. So I guess you do need to draw as much value as possible when you see them. I don't, I think it's way too early to say that Arachne has the highest skill ceiling of any deck, but it definitely, um, it's been rewarding for me to try and build the deck, play the deck. I think it, it has some very glaring weaknesses, which is the one, it doesn't play five-card hands better than any other deck in the game. I think if you're building a deck and you're like, I want to play five-card hands, cool. Look at Fire and Briar and Dash, mm. right? Those decks they just... can kill you from 27. Visorai, vis- <laughs> right? This, yeah. Those decks just go, and then you die, right? Um, you know, Arachne can't do that because... Zero for four, doesn't have go again. Okay, if it hits, I can crack my Black Tech Whisperers uh, at reaction speed. My opponent can still play a reaction and stop it. Okay, cool. So I gave it go again. So I wasted a card to give it go. You can see it just it becomes too many hoops to jump through. Yep. Um, 
Also, it's only one set deep. I think that's yeah, the big exactly. thing. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, if there were cards that suddenly made any generic attack a contract attack, you know what I mean? If that could the, be interesting. If, if yeah. there's cards that say op two of your opponent's deck, like there's some stuff that would make it very big brain because like opting two on your opponent yeah. can start becoming like either your they, contracts can become very much more guaranteed like those cards. Or, they, or they're going to lean into the mill... The mill strategy. Yeah. yeah. They could they could have a lot more mill enabling cards. Yeah, because like Eradicate is not that good, right? If you look at the raw numbers... No, someone banished 9 or 13 because yeah, they I'm, mask... And, no, no, no. And then I still killed them. Yeah. Like I didn't need those 13 cards uh, to kill unless them. Unless Eradicate literally wins you the game on the spot. It doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's, I it's feel bad. like it's a good finisher because you can actually, like, if you know they've got 15 cards left and you get rid of nine of them. And you block out. There's yeah. a good chance if they're mm. a good player, they've actually pitched stuff up that is they need. Yeah. If suddenly, like, remember that finals match in the Battle Hardened? He was, like, working around a ninth sure. blade or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. The, imagine milling that out. Like, yeah. he has one power card left in his deck. Mm-hmm. He's cycling, swinging hammer to hit it. And then you go, you know what, buddy? Those last four reds you had, they're in your banner zone. Yeah. So like into good. Old, Oldham, for example, um, I play Eradicate mm. just because I'm chipping away at my opponent. I expect them to be trying to pitch stack. I'm going to be pitch stacking a little bit. I'm tracking where they are. And then I want to come in with a big Eradicate and say, okay, I'm going to try and rip a bunch of cards out of your deck and then bleed you out of the game. Um, look, Arachne does have some other shortfalls in that he's very fair, I think. His, his actual numbers are... It's not Starvo. <laughs> very, very, yeah, definitely not. Yep. Very fair numbers. They're basically all generics with a slight upside to them, which means you do really have to leverage the spider's bite a lot. But then two spider's bites is kind of expensive. So then you start looking at like ornate to send. Um, are we supposed to be running this card into aggro? Yeah, absolutely. Because you're never going to double dagger your opponent. Um, into control, I really like double dagger. Um, as a late game, people are like, oh, it's worse than Kadachi Lock. I'm like, eh, well, yeah, but if your deck is full of blues, right, then I, I think it's actually better because, because it's, it's still blue, blue, command and conquer. Exactly. You can still go yeah. dagger, dagger, command and yeah, dagger, 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 command and conquer is probably one of the most unfair things to happen to you because yeah. if you're not expecting it, yeah, and you don't block and you're on an attack, like if you're on fire or man, you got to block with like four cards. Or three. You probably have to block with your... Well, because it'll, you'll have two triggers with Spider's Bite. Yeah. So you probably can't block it. Well, but they become zero blocks. Oh, zero chunk. to one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Imagine your fire hand is all attacks that block for two. And you took two daggers bites. And you got an Art of War in your fucking arsenal. Yeah. Like your Command and Conquer. Yeah, good luck. You or actually leave no can't witnesses block it. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's insane. Yeah. Talk it's, to us about surgical okay. extraction. You got a spicy theory on this, Phil. Uh, yeah, card's not short printed. No. So everyone oh, is, that, is that my spicy thing? Well, every, everyone <laughs> believes the card is short. Well, not everyone. A lot of people. Americans. Yeah. A lot of people. And a, people uh, have opened a lot of cases. Like we know one person, big friend of the podcast, Hamill. I think he who? opened 120 cases. Okay. And no, no, he didn't. So it's he, by the time he made the post, when he's talked about it, he'd opened like 50 or 60. He did the numbers. Yeah. That's not short printed. That's variance to me. That's randomness. Because like people are saying... It's short printed, but I'm trying to remember the exact number. It was like, I did the maths. It felt like 20% less than other Majestics. Okay. Um, no, no, but I'm like, that's a weird fucking, but then they, I didn't have the numbers on, on Eradicate mm. to do the same. Maybe it's 20% less than other Majestics because it's in the Assassin's slot anyway. 
But then the assassin's like, so here's my theory. And I'm pretty sure I'm right, but I'm, I'm trying to get Chris Gearing because he would actually know because he sends the print sheets, right? I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, and someone will correct me in the comments, I'm sure, the assassin slot is where you see cold foils. Okay. And legendaries. Okay. It's not, right? It's not in, or at least cold foils. Because that's where the cold foil is now. It's in the assassin slot. Same as in Everfest, it was in the carnival slot. So what I feel like is happening is, roughly one in four, one in five. So you're supposed to get a cold faller box. Mm -hmm. So that potentially is one less assassin majestic. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Which maybe is a fuck up by LSS, but I think it's actually just across the board. And, yeah. And if they fucked up anything, it's that there's too many regicides. I feel like regicide as a legendary. Man, text, that card's cool. No, 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 but I feel like yeah. there's more regicides than you need for a legendary. I think that's more, is there's regicides taking up majestic slots where you don't, because I definitely pulled a lot of regicides compared, like, or the same amount. But the only reason you think it's a lot of regicides is because you only need one. No, I'm just saying, like, I've opened five cases in a row. Okay. I've seen three regicides, one surgical. That's just okay. numbers, yeah. right? But you should definitely not be seeing that because there should only be 33% regicides. There should be one regicide for every three surgicals. Or uh, anyway, yeah. I think you're going to see a lot more Warrior Brute, everything Majestics than Assassin. Sure. Because it's in a slot that takes up Cold Force. And then I think that's why it feels like it's 20% less. It could be that, yeah. I mean, I just, there were two buyouts of surgicals as well. Which we know, which- 100%. So what made you think it's not short printed? Because I've opened- cards before and this isn't Yu-Gi-Oh like you know when a card is short print you really know when a card is short printed right well fable let's talk like as a no 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 I mean when you have cards in the same that slot that supposed to be I mean you can tell because it's it's not just there seem to be less it's there's a fucking drought of this card I mean this has happened in Pokemon this yep. has happened in Yu-Gi-Oh I can't, to my knowledge, remember if it's happened in Magic. It's definitely happened in not really Japanese games. Why Schwartz? Yeah, a lot. But the the drought is artificial. There was a buyout, which makes a drought. That's that's what yeah. people are missing. Is the feeling is they're short printed. Why do you think that? Oh, because my mate opened a case and got none. That doesn't matter, right? Because you cannot. You're not. You don't hit a playset in this set till you hit like I think you need like 15 cases or something to get a playset of the game because there's so many cards. Mm. Anyone that opened less than ten cases, their opinion is probably irrelevant. Okay. Second, when it gets when it gets bought out, if you're thinking, because what what I think is like eighty percent of people saying short printed didn't open a lot of product, they're trying yeah, to they're buy trying to buy it. That's yeah. irrelevant. That is relevant because we know on TCG Player, someone bought out that many that the cheapest one was twenty grand just for fun. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's it doesn't matter at that point. Someone Which is a smart buyout. Someone, yeah, yeah, very smart buyout because everyone wants to play. But well, they could have picked eradicate. Yeah, do you, do you or leave what no I mean? witnesses or any. But what? Yeah. But to do a buyout properly, you you take one play piece out of the market. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's possible to. Um, so the way like box distributions are done is always different depending on which factory it's coming out of, which set it is. Like you can, the the software that's doing it is not perfectly random. There was a time when it was like um, an arithmetic distribution. Uh, then it became logarithmic distributions and geometric distributions, which makes it more difficult to reverse engineer. I reverse engineered the first, uh, like the Wraith 
uh, alpha um, distributions to like uh, like ninety two percent confidence or something something like that, right? Which is not hard. It's a waste of time. But I did it because I was curious if the game was healthy back then. I couldn't then do it in Arcane Rising, which suggested to me that something different happened. Mm. Um, uh, they just pressed enter at a different point in the program. I look if you really wanted to, you can figure this stuff out because it's not truly random. However, I mean, look the way I, the way I see it is a lot of people want to play this hero. A lot of people have a great demand for surgical. Even though I've seen people struggling to find leave no witnesses as well. Mm. Um, oh, dude, black tech's hard to get. That's why yeah, it's expensive. Black tech is very hard to find. It's it's. It's crazy that it's triple, maybe more, the price of nearly every other Rainbow Four Legendary in this set. And you know what, guys? Black Tech is going to drop in price because Arachne is it's no, yeah. And I mean, it's a card that you play, right? You have to have it in the hero. But Black Tech is part of a deck, Arachne, that is very hard to play, and very difficult to build. Flavor of the month stuff. It is absolutely a flavor of the month. And I see. I personally think the correct like speculative buy is Emperor. Yeah, I agree. I It'll think, win I a skirmish. Sasha will go to one skirmish, fucking clean it out, eight one nine one, and people be like, "Where's the deck list I want to play?" Because Emperor is the sexiest Blitz hero. Fifteen life, double class, and talent. Mm. The card pool is insane. The hero is not. It's not fifteen life. That's I think sure, people, sure. people don't realize this. No, no. You yeah. have Brave Forge Braces, yeah, 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 yeah. Flame Scale Furnace, yeah. Arcanite Skullcap. Yeah, Bra- yeah. This hero starts on twenty four at the bare minimum. Twenty four with Storm Striders. But this is my point. Well, that's my point. Yeah. And Storm Striders with some of the new, like that new quickening card, you can actually gain Just an action point. All, also has Jubil, which is a nutty, nutty addition to the warrior. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is. That's that. If there's a big brain deck out there, Emperor is S tier. Yeah, Emperor. Mm. Emperor is big brain. Emperor is, Emperor like is genuinely big brain. the lines on that deck are complicated. But I think any deck that forces you to only play reds is fucking big brain. And having yeah. to understand how furnace works to a T. Yep. Um, my point is, Emperor is thirty dollars right now. Rainbow. Yes. That's dumb. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Do you see why? Is that USD? No, there's there, I saw thirty five AUD Jeez. or Singaporean, which is Jesus AUD. <laughs> the reason I say that is the only reason that's the case is we're not in the middle of skirmish and the, the heroes won nothing, and yeah. everyone that tried to build a deck at home failed. Yeah, that's that's what that tells me. There was a lot of naysayers. I remember when Emperor got spoiled, everyone's so quick to just be like, oh, "This sucks," and I hate that. Like, no, no, but, but no, but it's good because it, because again, if you're a speculator, I'm not. I don't really play this game for the money, like the the market shit. I just find it interesting. I would be spending ten thousand dollars on emperors right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'd be. But doing. yeah, how could not anyone tell that? Like your first the only way multi-class hero is going to be bad. Like, but the, the only way to get it is as the Rainbow Four Legend. That's the cheapest. There's no token version. There never will be. It's been printed as a Rainbow Four Legendary. There'll never be a cheap version. You might win one. So sure. that's akin to a Shiana then. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, Shiana's the exact same, except Shiana is not powerful. She's very good maybe in UPF and in PvE, but literally if you go to her character page, it says UPF. I didn't realize that till much later. Shiana says UPF. It, like in the character page, it tries to... Like, this is the thing. So Emperor is the best Storm Striders hero in Blitz right now because um, 
Kano is banned into the ground, right? Like you don't have uh, Stir anymore. You don't have Snapback. You don't have Ether Wildfire. No Forked either, right? Uh, I think Forked is still in it, but Stir is gone. But so that was the combo. That's yeah. the combo, yeah. right? So you don't have those three power cards. And then Icelander now has been banned out of Hypothermia and Ether Ice Vein. Right. And that's a that's actually a pretty big one. The Ether Ice mm. Fan being gone is, is pretty huge. So Is that the one draw if you play it from Arsenal? Nah, Ether Ice Fan is the so on hit pay to a discard. Yeah, pay to card. a discard, okay. yeah. Burns Bell. Now you look at buddy um Emperor Emperor, right? No bands. No, well, yeah. <laughs> well no snapback, but they they whatever. literally said they unbanned Stormstriders because in testing they had Stormstriders with Emperor. And that was the vision that they had mm. for that hero. It work. It clearly works so well too. Like the whole point is, you chip your opponent down to six life, and then you emeritus scolding them for yep. lethal, right? Like it's very, very powerful stuff, man. That deck has not been solved. Definitely not. That's, what I, that's my point. Is it's cheap because no one's also because Sasha posted a deck, and everyone that's played that deck telling me, "Oh, dude, it's cracked. It's amazing." And that was like his first take. Yeah, I think I, I ended up like two cards different from that. Yeah. Oh, I'm just but, playing but, Flame Caller Wake. But uh, looking at that deck, I couldn't just leave it and play it without someone explaining it mm. to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you you would need someone explain it to us, go, what the fuck is that card in there? Yeah. yeah and, and okay, I have these four cards. They're all red, first of all. What am I playing? What am I arsenaling? Like I have no, you have no idea looking at, it's like an Iron Song response. <laughs> and the Aether Quickening, you're like, how do these interact? Like, how do I ever make this work? It's, yeah. but it's very like, uh, even me one two juice did a did a thing on it on the Fab TCG yeah. channel, different take, mm-hmm. but they showed you how you can do like you can literally pitch like six reds, and you can double command and conquer. I think the combos for twenty where you can double command and conquer on the oh, same with turn. The lead, the sh- lead the charge play. Right. right. Yeah. Would you ever yeah, do yeah. that? Probably not. It's very meme right? But it's also not hard Reinhard to Reinhardt can do that. No, no, but it shows... Yeah, no, no, yeah. it shows you the... <laughs> cack into cack. The no, no, ultimate scab. No, no, no. <laughs> but that's not... This is not random. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. that's the thing is you can just pay the three to get it. Oh, well. So so here's here's a on sample. Emperor. Sample line I'll give you right now. Okay. While you're, while you're thinking about... It's not random with our booties anymore. Okay. No, you're missing the point. To go With command and conquer booties. into command and conquer, you have to draw them on yeah, Rhino. Yeah, yeah. On, on, on you um, Emperor, them. you don't. Yeah, so you can go, like, here's a very simple sample line. Ravenous Rabble. Mm. Then pitch. Because you've card. played a red. Yep. Then pitch, play Flame Call Awakening. Yes. Draconic. Search your deck for Phoenix Flame. Okay, search your deck for Phoenix Flame. So you now have, and let's, I don't know, let's, for the sake of, Making it even juicier. Let's say you played that Flame Call Awakening out of your arsenal. Yeah. Okay. So you already had four. So you, yeah, you had four cards in hand plus an arsenal. You played a Ravenous Rabble, you're down to three. You pitched a card out of your hand, you played your Flame Call Awakening out of Arsenal. That's you seven damage. You search yourself a Phoenix Flame. Okay. You now pitch that Phoenix Flame to activate um, your Flame Scale Furnace. You're back down to two. But you gain three. Uh, two. There you're only gaining two. You pitch your last card. Uh, sorry, pitch your second last card. You go find a Command and Conquer. You still have a little card to go into your arsenal. This little piggy over here yeah. is your Emeritus Scolding that's going to sit in your arsenal and kill your opponent two turns like from now. People are forgetting Command and Conquer. So you've f- done a Ravenous, you've done a Flame Call Awakening, and, and a Command and, and, and Conquer. And, and, and you search the Command and you have an Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty like, fucking juicy. So, so it's not. It, and by the way, that's not nearly as complex as the deck gets. No. But yeah. yes. Um, but that's a very realistic line. Yes. Very simple line. Right. 
Even something you can a common do. occurrence, you see that hand quite a bit, something yeah, or, similar. Or something where I go nimbleism into yeah. flame flame call yeah. awakening, right? No, but th- there's other cards that replace themselves. Yeah, so and belittle because it's all reds yeah. and because of how flame scale works, that particular deck when you're running with five or six reds hmm. starts to become a little bit stupid. And the command and conquers on fucking demand. It's it's the second they arsenal, you can command and conquer them. Yeah. Now, some decks, it doesn't matter, but it's a command and conquer and demand. It costs one more, yes, mm. but also, you like, if anyone had a piece of equipment that said, pay one, search for any card in your deck and play it, we would play that piece of equipment. That's pretty much what the text says is, pay one, search for command off. and conquer, yeah, right? That's off. what it says, and then you got to pay for the command and conquer. This just says, three, attack with it. Like, it's... It's very good. Also, there's ways to put Command & Conquer back in your deck. Yeah. So it's it, you can Strategic make a deck planning. that's just looping. But but also, I don't think Command & Conquer is the play, like the, the strong play in the deck. Because some decks don't care. It's just you, a way to buy tempos. Like into, into Icelander, Command & Conquer is a waste of time. They just won't let you do it. Mm-hmm. So you play different. But um, I think actually Jubil is one of the best things. Because <laughs> you can play a lot of different weapons, obviously, on, on um, Emperor. But the life advantage with Jubil... I think Surgeon Aethertide is one that's really un- unexplored. That's, that's the pay pay two staff, the new staff. Yeah, and what does it say though? The next uh, effect ponder that- token. No, 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 no. Um, it deals one arcane, and the next effect that deals arcane deals plus X equal to the amount of damage that Surgeon Aethertide dealt, which is one usually, yeah. right? Yeah. So you have this interesting. Yeah, but it turns on all your surge effects. It does turn on all your surge effects. It also has this interesting thing where. Because it forces... Part of the weird problem with the deck is that you want to pitch because it turns your flame scale on. So you get that like flame scale Like you want to pitch value. two because then the third one equals... Like you, you're equals basically you're effectively getting a blue as your last. Yeah. So if you surge an Aether Tide and your opponent yes. goes, hmm, I think my Emperor opponent is about to do some arcane damage. And they pitch to their... They're null rune booties. <laughs> and then you command And, and then you go, okay, fine, flamescale furnace. I search command and conquer and I blast yeah, you for six. because then they have no cards to block with. And they're like, yeah, yeah, hmm, yeah, shit, yeah. I didn't want to give up my I'm entire I'm telling you, hands. talk about big brain. I'm pretty sure Emperor is the big brain. Because again, it's big brain, but you sit in front of it, equipment's face down, roll yeah. the dice, Emperor goes first. You don't fucking know mm. if they're playing Hope Merchant, Skullcap, Crown, you don't know. Are we going to see a CC Emperor? No. Ever? No, 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 no. You never think? No, no, no. No, I'd be no. too busted. I don't think it'll be busted. What about busted? I think, I think they're be... very clear about when they make heroes like this, where it's like young version with a full Why name. do you think that is? Well, I think this hero is actually too weak for CC. Um, I think playing that many reds too... Yeah, in it, a long game. In a long game doesn't work, right? Mm. Because you think it's about bursty. it, this, this would be a 30 health hero that can't do, you know... These big like storm striders, ether wildfire. Well, there's pitch stack means nearly nothing on a full red deck, right? Like it's less, it's less, less impactful. Yeah. yeah, I think it's very clearly designed to be a deck that comes into blitz, has this incredible arsenal of equipment that no one Here, else has. Here's a question, Paul, based on your experience, because I ask you and I ask Phil, do you think Ira in CC doesn't exist because it's too strong or too weak? I think it doesn't exist because I haven't found a set to put it in yet. I, my opinion before yours, I think Ira would beat Starvo. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, I That's think why it doesn't exist. I think it's actually the free damage is in Blitz. You can deal with it, but I still think it's busted in Blitz. Just people are bored of playing Ira. 
but I think it's still S tier in Blitz. But I think in CC, because you can turtle, plus one damage every turn for free, nine turns, 10 turns, 20 turns. No one else's hero text says 20 damage. No one. Like that I can think of. Even Viz makes a rune chant, but not every turn. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I look at Ira. But this is Command and Conquer's a seven. Erase Face is a seven. Everything is a fucking breakpoint. Yeah, Pursuit is five, like things like that. Yeah, it's actually, to, in my opinion, they've tested Ira and CC and gone, yeah, no. Because they'd have to ban the shit or like, it's. I think it's busted. So I, I look at Ira and I think the best comparison is with, well, there's two heroes to compare it to. Viserai and Fi. Mm. So Fi is kind of like, I have a free damage every turn because I, and I get a free chain link every turn because I get my yep. Phoenix Flame back. Two things. First of all, you have to get to chain link three. So you can't block with two cards on Fi. Correct. So right. Fi, by the nature of his hero ability, prevents you from being able to block effectively. Mm. Um, Viserai, slightly different. Basically, also a free damage every non-attack action. Yeah. So it says once you've played a non-attack action, every card you play for the turn is plus one damage. That's basically what Viserai says. Um, every rune chant, uh, every rune blade card. But that rune blade thing is important because it limits. Yes. Command and Conquer doesn't count. Exactly. Command and Conquer isn't a race person. So now we are looking at a deck that always has the plus one as long as you can attack twice. Not hard when you have Kadachis. And is able to commit that plus one to cards that are designed on the premise that they will be working on certain breakpoints that they are no longer working. Like usually, Command and Conquer, you got to pay two. Yep. To pummel it, mm-hmm. which is very you have you, you again, have to build your deck around it. Yeah. The problem with with um, Ira has a Command and Conquer and Arsenal blocks with three cards goes Kadachi Command and Conquer for seven. It's going to 100% bleed one. And we already talked about sevens, nearly yes. always bleeding one. So with one card, like one, like a two card hand. Two card hand coming in for eight. Four, because sorry? you're coming Kadachi for one. And then the attack no, so comes that's in That's what for I'm seven. saying. So yeah. you, the one who always, Kadachi is nearly always going to hit. Yeah. And then it's coming in for seven yeah. after it. Mm-hmm. Um, two card hand plus, coming in for eight every turn. Plus has mask and momentum. <laughs> plus can use all the easy go again cards with Ninja. Like, it's it's a crazy deck in CC, I'd imagine. I mean, it's very easy to test this. Go sleeve up one day and Ira in CC and play against a friend. I think that deck's... Because it can run all the D-Reacts comfortably. Like, it's a very just turtly... Like, you can play mid-range. Not good enough to be, um, you know, BDE energy like uh, Young Prism was kicking ass in a CC event. I'm yeah, but gonna, Ira I'm, shits on Prism, right? Yeah, but I'm not going to see Ira, Young Ira turning up at the CC tables turning heads. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, no, because yeah, you I need know. the health yeah, I know, I know, yeah. you want to play a control I'm being yeah. cheeky. Pr- Prism is... Prism is a whole... Prism's mechanics just say no to enough decks to mm. make it like that. But there's some decks that just don't I, I just sort of have a feeling like, I hope that LSS doesn't like close the door on all these young heroes. Like I'd like to think, you know, seven years from now, we may see some of these heroes pop up in sets. I mean, I'd you know, and kill just be for like, an adult Kasai. Yeah, and just be like, wow, there's adult KO or some weird adult shit like Kasai. that. Adult Kasai. fine. I think Adult Kasai is not broken. I think it actually is a crazy good addition for the game, but not dissimilar to, to Bolton. So why do it? 
Be fun to play in draft, I think. Yeah, Bolton got a huge buff. Yeah, man. spirit of like now that I've actually played it. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I've actually because you were it, a Bolton fan. Yeah, of course I was. It was like the first person to actually play yeah, the yeah. In tournament. Yeah, you um, were showing me your deck way back when, mate. Now that spirit of Arena is actually like that, you can go get it right. Yeah, you can yeah. go get it with um, bacon. with the, the bacon, but you can also draw it turn zero. And, yes, and, and just charge it, yeah. Halo, right? You just do that, or just charge it. Yeah, off something. yeah. It just has to go into your soul. Now, the fact that pe- people look at it and they're like, "Oh, and now you get the additional action, bro." The fact that now, because okay, this is the thing with Bolton. His he really works well off of yellow pitch, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy how that works because it's a light hero from Imagine, Mark. yeah. Yep. Um, even his combo requires you to pitch um, to your gallantry golds no matter what and then pitch to like a take flight or like some sort of charge effect and then you use your snapdragon scalers being able to just go like in the mid game right if you're playing like raiden or something like the combo okay yeah okay very straightforward now you can combo without having to use snapdragon scalers you get additional action points you dodge blizzard all this sort of stuff fantastic well done we figured out the obvious thing but like when you're playing raiden and you can just come in and go oh okay uh i swing with v v for the vanguard um plus wanting it with the charge effect and then my opponent goes okay great um no blocks uh go to reactions and then you go instant speed luminar ascension <laughs> and you come in with raiden twice for five yeah that's like that's oh for well, four or five well is it four or five no, no it's five three, yeah five or three, six. Four, five. no it's five or six right yeah six because you get plus one off the lumi you get plus one off the the v of the vanguard yeah. and if they block you're going up to six boy <laughs> boy how hot is that and you have Tunic as well. And when you're playing Raiden, a lot of the time, well, all the time when you're playing Raiden, you should be playing Tunic anyway. So now your hand can just be, I've got an Arsenal Luminous Ascension. Ooh, I drew my V of the Vanguard card. Tunic, V of the Vanguard, charge my last card. And my turn's coming in for what? Four, five, five at the bare minimum. Fucking sick. And you're healing too. Oh man. And, and then... It's so uh, hot. It's does, so does hot. Does spirit get destroyed at the end of that turn? No, no. spirit is a permanent. Mm. They have to find a way. Can you destroy it? It's an really? item, so right? So it's not a once turn use. No, it's so a you permanent. can be you can be just popping no, 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 luminous it, all over happens. their yeah. face. It. It's a permanent. If it you see it board. early, Ooh. if you see it early, it's just out. Ooh. Yeah, it's just out there for it. You can smash in good time. It. You that, can, yeah, it's an Ooh. item though. So Kyloria can steal it. You can Kyloria steal it, which is quite funny. Dude, Bolton got like that one card is a massive buff to Raiden. Yeah, in particular. Yep. Yeah, so Raiden got a massive buff. Yeah, yeah. Like Brute got sort of side buffs. Blitz Brute is is god mode. That Warrior though, I I'm still trying to wrap my head around if we even got a buff. You know, save a dagger, buddy. Save a plus dagger. Huh? Oh boy, he's leaving us. Um. Oh, okay. Bye. Prism, if Prism existed, I think the card's pretty good. Yep. Because it's the same. It's like, especially, man, remembering Prism, how often you're at five, they're on 20, and you're winning. To pull out a card that suddenly starts healing you up so you're out of danger, like... Mm. Yes. The mech stuff, the cards are good. I like Nitro. I think Nitro is a decent um, uh, alternative to the control plan. Um, I've seen it work. I've seen it not work. I'm not sure if it's better than just playing um, Pistol Exodia, but it might be. 
Um, Man, I'm I'm getting sick of playing into fatigue, like slow dashes going. Here's 15 D reacts in 15 turns, you know? Sure. Yep, that's understandable. I think, look, Dynasty is a really cool set. Very cool. It came out at the right time. It's got a lot of great value cards in it. Um, I think every single hero got something from that set. Every single hero without fail. Yeah, yep. Even Leviah. Yeah, no, there's so- something for everyone, yes. Um, everyone got some value from that. I think it's a overall the, one of the best sets. Oh, all the supplementary sets, that's not true. Everfest is pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was but just I think, about oh, to say. I think Everfest is only oh. bad. It, look, look, think about it this way. If Tell Star- me that at the end of next year. If Starvo was Arachne, <laughs> yeah. the, pa- the power level, yeah. I'd actually love that love, there's another yeah, Guardian in the meta, right? Sure. Because it's just another... Se- they just came and went too fast, way too strong. They didn't even have time to like... Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they had time, if Estava wasn't so degenerate, mm. they would have just eroded him yes. or they would have banned yes, some yes, cards, yes, right? Yes, yes. But the, you could tell, like, it was way out of control already. Like, it's already 600 points before they had a chance to react. Like, you know what? Let it. But that's a big mistake because, like, can't sell Everfest. Yeah. And... and the potions, although they're not all useless, like most of the the, the stuff in that set are like What are janky. you cracking Everfest for? Is it just Stalagmite? It's none for Skullcap, which is, again, they've killed with Crown of Providence the, a the little bit. The foil M's are starting to get up there. No, no, I'm, I'm not. The foil sets, M's are starting to so in Everfest. The set's never going to. Swarming, swing big. There's plenty of M's now, foil sure. M's that are starting to be worth 20 or more. Okay. They, that, But that's great. Right, that's yeah. also a sign of a player economy. Like yes. decks that are being played, cards are being played in there. Foil it's M's just should so many command cards value. In it. If mm-hmm. yeah, playable foil M's should be worth money. But there's in so my many opinion. cards in it that are like will never be playable. Yes. Starvo being the main one. Correct. Starvo was whoa, the whoa, chase whoa, card. Whoa, whoa, living legend format, baby. No, no, that's irrelevant. Though. Oh, it's going to be very relevant. No, very irrelevant. Soon. I think the economy. No, no. I think Starvo is. It will get, be for the. Economy. It'll be the biggest no, no, change, no, no, game changer we've no, ever seen. Starvo, Starvo is going to be the weakest hero in the living legend format. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, it may be. Get, like, What's going to be the strongest bright? hero if they were to make prism, living prism, legend prism without a doubt? Yeah, unban every single card, but also, but also chain and briar pretty whack. With no bans, no bans, not a single there's card. Too much support coming out for Prism. If you if you want to talk about like an actual vintage format today, like no bans, every hero right now, everything right now. gets unbanned. Everything. Say Briar. No. What would you think? No. Like ball lightning Briar. Is with there a best Blade hero? Feels like it right wins. now everything gets unbanned. I think Prism's still the best because Fog Down is way too strong in that format, and I think that's a card that people don't Whoa. realize how Whoa. how cracked it is. Fog in, Down. Yeah, it's it's like an in, I played it in Singapore. It was insane every time I resolved it. Mm. Um, Great well, it replace it, the fact that it replaces itself is insane. Fog Down. Yeah, and it's a yellow. I think you're thinking that's all you got. Yeah, you think that's all Sorry. you got. Oh, no, no. Fog that's all you no, got uh, as Non-attack well. action. No non-attack yeah, action. Because yeah, yeah. you. The, what's the reason that you think that Chain and Briar are good? Non-attack action. Because then I and then I play my so They get channel mount pass. That's all they can do. Yeah. yeah. So or like, well, they can't pump anything. So you get to that late game situation where Chain wants to pop off and you go, cool, I Chains of Eminence and I target 
um, Seeds of Agony. Next turn, I play Fog Down. Turn after, I play Arclight Scent. Have fun not playing the game and dying. <laughs> Four card pass. Yeah, like what are you going to do? Oh, I take... Yeah, but don't you feel like Duskblade I take just wins? I take 27. Uh, like- no, no, if you, oh, sorry. I wasn't thinking that Duskblade would be... Yeah, unbanned. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Briar. I feel like Briar just shits on everyone because I of don't Duskblade. think Duskblade would ever be allowed to exist. In anything, we said no ban. So no, so I, I thought you meant like the reason I say that. If I'm du- saying if drone everything. I feel like Duskblade. Well, actually, maybe not drone. Like ball, maybe not drone. Ball maybe bio. everything but drone. If no, no, no. You want to allow? Sorry, you want to allow Duskblade <laughs> but not drone into a. This is you know what this Duskblade is. Duskblade is a stupid. This is card fear. This is people who never played drone format back in the day. Right? No, who, but I heard drone just like completely makes the game play like it's not meant to be played. More so than any other card. No, is that Dust true? Blade, Dustblade is way worse. Really? Do you want to get smacked f- by a Runeblade? So it does like all 18? their Runeblade shit and then goes 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Dustblade is way, way worse than Drone. With Drone format, the one thing I'll say about it, and part of, I still, I enjoyed playing Drone CC format. Drone Blitz format is different, right? Drone CC format was very fun because it forced you in, in the full knowledge that if you and your opponent both get to a late game situation where all you have are four drones in your deck, it's a draw, right? Because what do I do is I go pitch, pitch, play a drone for six, and you go, I block for six. All my drones go back to the bottom, redraw, and we get into a drawn situation. So then you have to figure out how do I close the game out, and it forces you to play for a win, right? Which is a very, very cool thing about that. Now, if you would- What just- does drone do into Arachne? Uh, I don't know. It, it probably drone was well. Drone and Arachne would have been designed at the same time, so I imagine there would have been some interesting, uh, interesting counterplay with the idea of. Actually, that's probably why it was allowed to exist because they knew that there was a hero that was going to say, "I banish your drone." Mm. Yep, um, there's your plan. Yeah, my plan is. Which again, I feel like Arachne is big brain that way. There's some decks that are going to suffer a lot more than others when. You just yeah. banish their best oh, cards. Don't get me yeah. wrong. When I'm playing Arachne and my opponent flips over Icelander, I'm going, hmm, okay. You know the priority list to getting like, rid of shit. Yeah. But I'm also worried because they don't really play attack actions and the attack actions that they do play, they, all, they already block for two. So they yeah. don't want to block with their attack actions sure. anyway. So suddenly I'm like, cool, my spider's bite it just literally does nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's one damage. I think that that's why it's, it's good. Is it still Kadachi lock? Yeah. You do not want to be late game into Arachne, same as you don't want to be late game into a ninja with with similar life totals. Yeah, Ar- Arachne's late game is is, is such a ridiculous well, situation. Well, let's uh, let's try and track here. Okay. Before you went to Worlds, yeah. you're on the pod and you're basically saying, this will be Philip Mackay's maybe last hurrah. Yeah. Okay, last hurrah. However, hopefully my American brother and sisters gave you plenty of that sweet peach cobbler and some hard apple pie. <laughs> And you put on a couple of pounds, you know. Have you changed Mate. your tune, Phil? Are we still going to see you at these events? I really hope so. Uh, you're going to see me at the events, but at the big ones, I hope you'll see me with a clipboard and a suit on. Ooh! Um, please elaborate. Yeah. So if you if yell you at can. judges for us. What's that? Because you'll be all official. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. Is that instead of you, <laughs> he's like one of those soccer coaches he's yeah, yelling yeah. at the refs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you when, fucking idiot. When something goes wrong, you'll be <laughs> like. Care. Excuse me, I, I don't talk. Please <laughs> please talk to my representative. <laughs> yeah. Judge Phil over here. Yeah. Talk. How funny would that be? Are you actually allowed to do that? Um, have someone talk not. on your behalf in a judge call? Uh well Can I, you have a representative? I can't I can't see any reason why you 
um, cannot request that your emotional support person comes along to help might, you out. We might need to have a look into in a situation. No, I mean, I, I feel like Ellis is a bit. I mean, if you have a team manager, which is in this case, yes. what you'd be, or a coach or something, I feel like. As long as you're not giving outside advice. Yeah, but I feel like maybe you'd have to talk to the judge away from the table. Because they wouldn't... Yeah. They Like, the problem with Phil talking is if we're playing, Phil's talking and he says something about my hand to you or he can hint at your pitch stack or something that would affect the game. Yeah, but they, I feel like you could say there are coaches in every other game, right? So, like, even in... Um, uh, I, I, I don't know if this would be the case or if it would be necessary. There's... In other games, like in in sideboarding situations, um, you can consult um, with people. Uh, I don't know if that's necessary, but that's that's really we're really getting ahead of the point here. The point is, um, I have this is cool news, I guess. Uh, I have been had some people reach out to me, and I have reached out to some people um, looking at uh, team management and coaching. Um, in particular, I have a, a really big vision for team management in TCGs uh, just in general. I think there are a lot of things that aren't done in TCGs that are done in a lot of other games that because a lot of TCGs, the teams are just like, it's a bunch of people who test together. It's not really a formal team. They don't really know how to manage their own sponsorship agreements. They don't know how to reach out to other teams and and, and they don't know how to leverage the fact that they are a team. Um, that's something that I've done in other games um, in esports and things like that before. I'm really, really keen to bring that to Flesh and Blood in particular. Uh, I think it would be great. I envision a day not many months from now where I'm on the phone with the team manager for a team in Europe and a team in Asia and a team in America three weeks before the World Championships and we all organize to come together three weeks beforehand in a massive team boot camp with all the best players in the world testing against each other, sharing their ideas um, and developing the game to the highest possible level that the devs probably envisioned and have never seen, um, undoubtedly. I mean, having talked to some of the devs, you know, there are decks that they believe should be played that aren't being played right now. There are cards that should be being played that aren't being played right now. And I'd love to get the game to the point where people go, oh, okay, um, you know, next week we have our boot camp in uh, Iceland uh, or, or something. And then the week after um, we're flying back home and then we have two this months. This happens a lot in esports. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. You fly over, you take your team. Yeah. They, you they definitely at least scrimmage. They yeah. definitely run scrims, like mini tournaments. Yes. It's not playing your best. It's more, we're going to play warm up, but warm up yeah. into people of similar skill. Because mm -hmm. it's different going to an armory or even a pro quest when it's like the top 10 ranked players in the world are playing together. Yeah, that's very different. Exactly. Like if you're a top player listening right now, I no say, one listens to this. Uh, sure. Yeah. I say to you, you are only, doesn't matter how good, it doesn't matter what your ranking is or what events you've won. And I universally address this to every single player. You're playing at 60% of your actual capacity right now because you have never sat down for an extended amount of time playing with your competitors, playing with your number two competitor, playing with your number three competitor for weeks on end with someone over your shoulder going, this is what we can do And better. do you know why that is? There's more than one factor. One is no one fucking knows who they exactly. are necessarily. Like Michael Hamilton just won. We all knew he's a pretty good player. 
you can argue now he's the best player, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't. I didn't expect Matthew Folks to win Pro Tour two. Although mm-hmm. I knew he was good, it wasn't. I don't think he was on many people's list. Sure, right? But you have now we've got names like now with two Pro Tours and a Worlds. Now you could make a top ten, top twenty, not just on Elo. Elo says a lot, but I think it's not just purely Elo either because yes. like Sasha didn't go to Worlds. Mm-hmm. I think that looks different. I see him top eight and he's a he's a top eight player right sure. do you get what i mean um but now you can start looking at the the data from the three big events and add the little events and actually figure out who's who yeah i mean it's like you look at pro sport people are constantly playing games mm. into other pro level yeah, players yep you know they even you know federer and and, and rafael nadal right they didn't just train with their own coaches they went and warmed up and played games with other players, even with each other, mm. off, you know, away oh, from dude, the cameras and everything. Boxers spar all the time. Exactly. Like, unless they have a match coming up in boxing. Sure, yeah. Most of the people in a weight division are trying to fly and spar with people because it's hard to find locally. Exactly. If you're the champion of fucking Asia at something, it's hard to find. If you're the best in Asia, you want to try and get branch exactly. out and find someone. Yeah, so I do have a I have a vision for that. There's some work that I want to do with that, um, and I'm very keen to be working with you know some of these players and teams. Not everything's hashed out. Um, can't really give names. Can't really give details. But uh, yeah, there's some stuff up in the air, and I'm definitely very excited nice. to uh, to try and bring a more professional slant to Flesh and Blood, and hopefully just to TCGs as a whole. I hope that other uh, teams in other TCGs look out and notice what I'm doing and notice what can be done in Flesh and Blood and realize that it's of extreme benefit not just to these pro players but also to everyone who's playing. Um, you know, just the quality... Uh, the thing about content creators, right? You go and watch a YouTube video of some guy saying, oh, yeah, like, this is what I played and I won my my calling in wherever. Or I top-aided this or something. How much better and how much more credible would it be to then go hey guys here's our review from the number two team in the world scrimming against the number five team in the world this is what we came up with this is what we came up with this is what we think the tier list looks like yeah (laughs) and part of the reason people don't do that is ego they 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 think oh i've got this special brew i'm gonna keep it to myself and then I'm going to show up with it and I'm going to beat everyone. And bro, if you're not practicing that brew against other top players, then you don't not the really brew, yeah. know how good that brew is. But I think that shows, like it shows when you go, like I'll, I'll rail on the Aussies a bit because that's where we come from. Like we have yeah, some we very- to get our fucking act together. No, no, but we, okay. So I, talent wise, we have some of the best players in the world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why don't we perform that way at big events? Well, that's usually in sporting stuff, especially esports, which is like, TCGs are more comparable sure. to. It's the player pool you're playing in. Yep. Like, sure, you it's can shallow. you can test with Roy. Yeah. But that's just you and yep. Roy. There's not 20 of you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And Nick, he's Aussie, but he tests with New Zealand team. And the New Zealanders, have, New Zealanders haven't been performing as well either. And I don't think that's a skill level thing. I think it's that they brew, but what they have to go off is like a little bit of Talisha, a little bit of local meta. And I know some of these guys test internationally, but it's not the same as in a house for a week. Correct. In a house for a week, your deck list changes. Exactly. Like like you will see, you'll be like, oh no, I can't beat Oldham. I've been beating my mates Oldham, but I can't. You know what I mean? I, I, I got Oldham. that feedback in reverse. Um, 
playing Dory at Pro Tour. People are like, oh, I've been beating my mate's pro, uh, Dory all the time. Like, your mate doesn't have a th- like with the reps I have. Yeah. So, and I don't even think I'm that good, but clearly in Australia, our Dory meta, like, it's we don't me. have many it's Dory. It's you and me. No, no, but it's, <laughs> That's it. well, you got like people like Luke in Melbourne, yeah. who's also smashed people with Dory. People have no idea how good it can be because we've had the game since Dory. I personally haven't, but there's enough people around that can give you some pretty good advice. Like the second I started learning Blitzer, people giving me good advice into Dory, how to block into it. I learned week two or three. I don't think that happens if you're in a country where you started and Monarch was the first set you touched, yeah. like locally. You you haven't practiced blocking into Dory and everyone wants to play the new heroes like Arachne. Mm-hmm. You might have a local Dory, but if that local Dory hasn't learned from people that play WTR Alpha... In draft, it's going to be hard. And go, look, man, with my hundreds and hundreds of reps, don't block a naked dawn blade. Overblock if you're going to block yeah. multiples of three. Like it seems straightforward, but man, at Pro Tour it wasn't. Like for people that are in a pro event, they did not they, have people reps seem into woefully it. underprepared. They didn't have no, no, but but it's underprepared. You can only prepare to the like I said to the like level of who's around you. Mm-hmm. If no one's a very good Dory player around you, how the heck do you prepare into it? You can't. As, if you're a boxer and you've never ever been able to train with a southpaw, you, it doesn't matter if you're the best boxer in the world, a southpaw maul you. Do you know what I sure. mean? Like, it doesn't matter. You've got to find a southpaw that's as good as you and then you'll start getting... Yeah. In, start sparring. Yeah. I could imagine, like, some of the duties for, like, a team manager coach. You'd be, you know, uh, itineraries, sponsorship, um, sourcing cards, coming up with deck ideas, um, you know, uh, what other things am I missing here? Like, uh, that you'd be responsible for the the f- most important Diet. thing yes <laughs> is is no. actually when i've done this before the first the thing that i focus on more than anything else is diet and exercise and that's because your mind is and this is not some fucking i'm not it's trying not hocus to, pocus. I, i'm not trying to sell you supplements here but your the quality of oh, your God mind damn. sounds like a pyramid scheme to <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> the quality of your mind as you can read in my ebook, no, um, is directly correlated with the quality of your body, right? And if you're not able to to physically, sit, like, if you're not healthy when you sit down and play, um, your your brain's not working as well, right? You you and it, sure, there are some people who are just like absolute geniuses who are operating on you know quadruple digit IQs. Yeah, but those people with good diet and exercise still optimize exactly. It doesn't matter who you are; you can optimize. The first thing, like I, I remember, I, um, I was managing a a team uh, for Dota original, uh, original Dota, um, Warcraft Dota, and uh, it was a decent team out of Europe. um, And the first thing that I did for these fucking sweaty neckbeards was get them to all start doing cardio. Now, not because I was like, oh, yeah, you know, gains, hooroo, we're all going to go start doing bikini body tournaments and things like that. No, absolutely not. I just needed them to get out, stop, you know, sitting in front of their computer in low light every single day, get outside, start eating better, learn to cook a couple of your own meals. Sure, we got meal deliveries done, but learn to cook a couple of things for yourself, cook your own snacks, and then go outside, get some sunlight, and just go for every day 15, 20 minutes. 
That's all it was. Something very, very small. And then some of them went, oh, actually, you know what? I'd like to learn how to deadlift. And I say, okay, fine. Yeah, we can do that. And we go to the gym and I'll teach you how to deadlift. And I'll teach you how to squat and I'll teach you how to do bench presses properly, right? Simple stuff just to make your body strong helps your mind so much. That's definitely the first thing um, that any team needs. Uh, You just, I mean, it's almost to the point where if I have someone on a team who doesn't want to do those sorts of things, I'm almost reluctant to help them because it says to me, if someone who you've brought on as a manager is saying to you, you should be doing these things, they're good for your health, they're going to make you better, and you turn around and say, no, I'm a pro gamer, (laughs) then, like, I don't need my body at all. No, that's, it it says something to me already about your mentality. Um, That's very important. Yeah, things like cards and sponsorships, um, reaching out to other management, um, organizing accommodation. I mean, these are all basic things. These are things that really you don't need me there for. Um, but, but, you know, it makes it simpler if it's done by someone who has the Oh, expertise. but a lot of gamers aren't, um, uh, aren't yeah, known for running on time and turning up to places on time and, you know... Notoriously quite disorganized. Man, you're not going to win worlds if you miss round one. Mm. You know yeah, I mean? like yeah, if people exactly. actually want to win, that that's shit. I think you'd expect from them before they are in a team. Yeah, like there's. I don't think there's a way to. If, if you're not like punctual, you're not going to be dropped. champion. I think it's very unlikely you'll end up being a champion. Yeah, that's some, what I'm saying. Some stuff that's kind of like adjacent to the the cards things. You know, telling people as well to to stop playing. You know, when yeah. they get burned out. Um, you know, yeah, just, also just being there. I, I understand it can be very stressful if you're someone who puts a lot of pressure on yourself as a as a TCG player, which I definitely do and used to do. And I think part of the reason why I want to move away from being a player into being more of a coach and a team manager is that I still put the same weight on my shoulders, but I'm no longer as good as I used to be. So then it's a negative feedback loop, right? Because I know that when I sit down at an event, I'm not going to do as well as I used to be able to do. And there's always in the back of my mind, hey, you remember when you were a world champion? Psych. You know, now I'm 120th or something like that, right? So that's that's always kind of like, there's a mentality aspect to it. Um, And I think... You know, one thing I noticed was uh, actually Brody Spurlock, mm. um, a young guy. Uh, he was at um, Philadelphia and he was playing Icelander. And I think it was like one of the first times that he'd actually played Icelander at a big event. And he was really, really happy with it. And he went into his finals playing into Dash. And the first thing that he did before the game started is he came uh, across to uh, Yuanji and myself and said do I go first or second? Like, what's the strategy going on here? Like, what cards do I sideboard in? What cards do I sideboard out? And I had some ideas that, you know, he, that obviously he and Yuanji do a lot of work together. And I had a couple of ideas that um, perhaps they hadn't thought of before, in particular uh, to do with whether or not to keep in E-Strike, um, which I thought the correct choice was to put in E-Strike. Um, he went off to the bathroom, he came back, talked about it a little bit more, immediately receptive to two players who have more experience, mm. uh, Yuanji as well, immediately reset. Oh, yeah, no, Phil's played like one tricked Icelander since uh, the set came out. Yeah, okay, think about the logic. Yep, it makes sense. Cool, yeah, we should do that. Go on, do these things. Watched him do it in the game. One. Now, coachable. What? Yeah, very coachable player, and that's a really good quality for someone who's going to be in a team. It's also really good for me as someone who's looking at managing is I can say, okay, 
this is a player who may not necessarily be at the top of their game right now, but I can see how they're going to go from being where they are now, which is a, a, an A-class player, into being an S-class player or an SS-class player or a future world champion. I can see that in that player. And that's another thing that management and coaching is about, is seeing those players and saying, this is what you need, specifically you. Because every single person is different. And I think that's an important part of coaching and management just generally, is that you have to have, and the skill of it, right? And part of the reason why in any job, any profession whatsoever, management, good management, good executives are paid a lot is because their skill is not in execution, it's in identification, yep. right? And being able to look at a problem presented to you and to say, we need to do this. X, Y, and not Z that they needs do to be, it. not I don't need to do it personally. This is what needs to be done. Go get me the people who can do it. That's the actual skill of it. And being able to say, fine, I trust those people that are, they are the best people to go and do it's that. usually how people end up being CEO. It's very rarely their personal performance. It's yeah, usually, correct. sorry? Correct. Yeah. That is it like it's usually they get given problems, whether it's, it's usually sales or finance, right? It's usually where they come yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes law, but that's the backgrounds. And then they you are able to, to oh, we need to come, we need to do 5 million more this year. And they don't personally sell shit. Mm. But their team does. Yeah. Like, how did you do that? Well, I, I identified this. Oh, I did this. I hired that. I contracted this. We, you know. Unfortunately, most CEOs also just know how to fire people without yeah. blinking because that's also a way to improve. Well, let's talk a bit of downstream from that. Obviously, you're still going to be involved in the game. Very happy with that. I'm going to see you at all the local events, hopefully playing. You know, move into coaching management, perhaps still involved in big international. A lot events. of new students came up to me. Um, oh, really? A lot of new people who reached out to me for co. I think I have like 25, 30 people. Whoa. Um, who were who reached out to me in total now? Um, who are, I have to get back to when I get back from Tasmania, which is in a week, um, to to actually start doing more serious coaching with because I think people have recognized that I do things differently and that it's effective as well. But sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, my point is basically is. You see a future for the game. Yes. Um, I've I've always seen a future for the game right at the moment. I saw the game, but particularly, like I was talking to John about this um, the other day, the last few months, I've just felt a momentum building back in the game. Um, That's I interesting. I can't really put my finger on it. It's just like, it's just all the stars I can feel. It's like the solid foundation that was being built. I'm, I'm just seeing some momentum building, whether it's through prominent social media people getting on board, things that are in the works for 2023, um, secondary market prices, um, armory numbers, um, stuff that's happening overseas, expanding into different parts of the globe. It's like I'm seeing this momentum build and I'm, I'm feeling it, especially the last few months. I'm really, really feeling it. And, and like, you, you must be somewhat bullish into this game's future to be, you know, involved in, um, I guess, you know, being a, a coach and a manager is more of a, a long-term, you know, uh, commitment you make yeah. to um, the game. Uh, I think there's definitely some very strong upside currently. Some good things are happening. There's been good prospects. Um, however, I have to say... World Championships. Ooh. The 10. All right, give us a... Ooh. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. we've spoken that about this. Look, I, I know what happened, but 
And also, what I mean by I know what happened is that it won't happen again. Please join me and bow your heads in prayer. Oh, shh. <laughs> God, here we go. I t- <laughs> Today's reading comes from the holy book of TCG fuck-ups. Chapter 1, <laughs> verses 69 to 420. And at that time, Legend Story Studios created the flesh and blood trading card game. And the game was without events and coverage. And despair fell upon the face of the players, and the spirit of COVID moved upon the year. And LSS said, Let there be a partnership with Channel Fireball. (laughs) And there was. And CFB said, Let there be the calling Las Vegas. And all who saw it knew it to be top-notch. And CFB said, Ah, don't get too excited. We may just shit the bed horribly in the future. (laughs) And LSS said, Let there be a world championship so that all the players may come together in the spirit of great games. And the players rejoiced, for that was sort of the point of buying the cardboard in the first place. (laughs) And they prepared for their pilgrimage. And CFB said, hang tight, fellas, we have a deal for this sick convention centre in San Jose. And the players were a little confused that accommodation was so expensive, even though San Jose is basically the middle of fuck all nowhere, California. But they went along with it nonetheless. And LSS said, let there be event-exclusive merchandise, playmats and sleeves, and prize wall goodies. And the players rejoiced once more, for they are all magpies with no self-control. And CFB said, ooh, about that. (laughs) And the players said, what do you mean the mats sold out before the event even started? (laughs) And CFB said, no masks! And then CFB immediately said, actually, uh, hold the phone on that one. And the players asked, do you actually have a clue what you're doing here? And CFB had several answers for these and other questions, but they all sucked and generally made no sense whatsoever. And on the first day, the players arrived and asked, why the fuck is the event in a tent? And CFB said, Look yonder, and if thou squint, thou shalt notice it has a certain rustic charm. And also there is no Wi-Fi. And CFB sucketh deep upon the holy crack pipe and said, Lo, there shall be but one porta potty cubicle for every 300 sweaty nerds. And yea, my fellows, the water level in the toilet shall be so high that you have to dip your balls in every time you take a shit. For that is the American way. And it was so. And CFB made finger guns and danced around the tent like a rabid baboon. And LSS said, let there be no Chinese flag in the procession, but let there be a flag for Taiwan and also Hong Kong. And that power move will probably have no lasting consequences. And even my father, who hath never sworn, nay, once in his life, looked upon the carnage and said, 
Uh, son, this is pretty miserable. I'm going to fuck off to the Napa Valley with all of the hose. <laughs> <laughs> and the players despaired, for he spake the truth. And from then on, there were no more hose to speak of. And on the second day, I ventured to collect my playmats that I had covetously purchased. But alas, my hubris begat me. One per player, said CFB. And also we don't have any of the ones you ordered because we sold them to other people who picked them up yesterday. And I said, I've already paid for them and you've sold them to other people. Are you coming the raw prawn with me right now, you incompetent fucks? But CFB had no seafood available. And indeed, they were too busy flinking monkey poo around the enclosure. (laughs) And it was probably around this point that LSS may have looked down upon the event and thought, we may have made a grave mistake with these clowns. And on the third day, CFB rolled out of bed like a drunk uncle realising that the cold light of dawn was in fact an officer's standard-issue police torch, waking him up from the Engadine station holding cell. (laughs) (laughs) After yet another night punching on teenagers at the Macca's drive-thru. And instead of just cutting their losses, CFB partook once more of the holy crack pipe and really doubled down. And CFB said... Let it be such that there appear to be plenty of staff at the event, but also let it be that none of them know who's really in charge of what. And let there also be no hierarchy. And let there also be nobody at the event desk such that processing a $100 refund takes two fucking hours. And let it be that the coverage jumps weirdly around the tent so that no one can really see what's going on. And at the evening of the third day... CFB sat back on their IKEA lumbar support armchair and saw that the coffers were full and the corners cut and said it was good. But in truth, it was not good, for it was embarrassingly mediocre. And CFB said, behold, I have given you an event most ordinary, as I was contractually obligated to do, and be thou nourished of my teat, for I provided both overpriced water and day-old sandwiches, and be thou gracious of my sheltering hand, which hath slapped thee all in the dick as a prank, and be thou joyous under my gaze, Though some of you have spent thousands of dollars and travelled many hours to attend this gourmet shit fest. And the players had nothing to say in response, for most of them had well and truly fucked off by this point. And so it was that the community moved onwards with their lives, as LSS had already printed Dynasty. And the allure of wasting more money distracted the players enough that many had already forgotten the disarray of the week prior. And CFB looked upon the butchery before them and said, <laughs> I told you so, and sauntered away to figure out how to market $1,000 boxes of proxies in what would surely be a successful business venture. Here ends the reading. <laughs> Bravo. Where do we buy the book? Bravo. <laughs> You're a beast. Absolute beast. <laughs> Team, how good is that fun? If you needed a world's recap, that that's was- it. Uh, and accurate. W- like, 
That covers everything, right? That covers everything. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> well, you're welcome. You're welcome, T. It's fucking How brilliant. disappointing. Oh, God, that's good. Oh, that sums up everything. You that's, touched that, all topics. Great. Um, <laughs> oh Ingerdine Mackers, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> that, ma- that, 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 makes, that, that reading makes Actually, me want to go I'm not going to explain it. You work it out. <laughs> no. Please. You can Google it. You can Google oh, Ingerdine Mackers. All right, uh, Paul, any, any last words? I'm going to need to go home and scrub the sins off my body after hearing that. Um, makes me want to repent, Phil. That was quality. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'm just excited you're still going to be with us in the game. I'm, I'm really happy for that. I, I really feel that 2023 is going to be the best year that Flesh and Blood's seen, hands down. I have a strong feeling of that. I think... Uh, the design of the game, the design team, they're, they're, um, they're, they're in a great spot at the moment. You know, they've listened to feedback. They've brought they on more people. they three sets ahead now? Yeah, they're three sets ahead. 2023 is already okay. done. All the sets are in the book. Yep. Um, they're already working that, That's on very good news. That's not very far. No, no, but it's they, they weren't there. That's they weren't why, there before. That's why they, we got they were not Monarch there before. And, and issues with Tales no. because they were behind. They started working on the first 2024 set, I think, just before Worlds. Yeah. Okay. No, no, so that's, it's good that that's the progress. That's where mm. they're at. Okay. Which means they're happy with the balancing and, and the meta. They must be. Yeah. You yeah. know, we've got the Japan launch. We've got the Brazil launch. There's a lot to look forward to. Can we get. Is, There's is, a lot is to look Pro forward Tour to. Pro Tour 3, I don't want to like rain on your parade. Is Pro Tour 3 confirmed? For yeah, you Yes. Three is. There'll be at least another one next We're year. We're going back, baby, for some of that sweet warm apple pie, maple syrup stacked so high on those delicious fluffy Does he pancakes. think he's sexy when he does that? No, not at all. No, he's making me want to throw up. No. <laughs> I just can't wait to get, I love it over there. You love I don't, I don't want to go back. I do. I don't. It's. I, I may not. Don't. It's too quick. But we'll see. We, we're working I on I just it. love the thing. Where are you from? Sydney. Wow, that's far. It's <laughs> <laughs> more accurate than your Bible. <laughs> that's pretty wow, much. Wow, that's that's uh, yeah. Lie away from home, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, mate. Ages away. If it's like Pro Tour Texas, I'll go. Texas, I'd yeah, love that. If it's Texas, I, I, want I, the, I want the Bible Belt anywhere from Florida. If it's not to New York, if it's not the, the Bible Belt, yeah. After this. after that, you want to go to the <laughs> yes, Bible Belt? I do. I want the Bible <laughs> Belt, baby. I want real America. I'll do guest speeches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we're we're working on. Uh, we won't get into it, but we might have a sponsorship for Funder to get us to the next event. It's good. A few we've people, all, we've all got some stuff going. A few on people like the the Funder on the road. The fact is, we're, we're 27 episodes, this is. Like, people haven't seen the pre-recorded. We're at 27 or 8, zero video calls. Which That's I didn't good. think was possible, but we were doing it. So we're doing we, it. If Ev- we keep going to some of these events and trickle some episodes, then yeah. like, we haven't even had time to do a just me and Paul one, mm. which is a filler again. Yeah, We may never have a video. PT3, we could easily do... A dozen episodes without well, even blinking, this, without this even blinking around, an if someone's eye. Flying us there is we don't necessarily fly straight to the event. That's sure, the difference. Sure, sure. So we could yeah. go, um, let's say wherever Team Covenant's based, and do a Wolfpack, yeah. Zach. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can. It's Oklahoma, baby. But do you I'd get what I mean? Like Oklahoma. if someone's happy to foot the bill, once we're in the country, Thunder is one suitcase. We can we can hop around for a week. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Um, that'd be good to see. The, yeah, it's doing well. We're, like, it's still fun. 
It's the most fun we have. And the channel itself is <coughs> is good. Yeah. Um, Where can people find you, Phil, as always? Yeah. Um, Twitter's probably the easiest place, at Phil T. Bay. Yeah. To hit you up for coaching, anything like Everything that? Everything like that. Yeah. Inactive YouTube channel. Yeah. So yeah. now that I'm finally, well, I'm not back yet. I mean, I'm flying out tomorrow. I get back on Monday. Mm-hmm. And then I can actually start uploading the backlog that I have, thankfully, Oof. which is good. So hopefully I should get out some episodes uh, before Christmas. Nice. That's at YouTube. Uh, my handle is also at Philpsy Bay on uh, YouTube. That's P-H-I-L-P-S-Y-B-A-E. Uh, Twitter is definitely the easiest place to get in touch with me, either directly at me or find you know, either of your yeah, yeah. stuff and I'm somewhere there. Yeah, yeah, I've been asked to put people in touch with you. It's easy. Yeah. And you'll be playing in the ProQuests? Um, in January? I don't know. Okay. I would like to. So I think it might line up awkwardly for me that I'll be out of Sydney when the Sydney ones are on and I'll be back in Sydney when the Sydney ones are not on. But are you going to do any of the non-Sydney ones? I may, yeah. but I don't know. I'm thinking of just doing that. Yeah. Not that I don't like Sydney, but I think it'd be fun to go Tassie, South Australia. I think if I Gold do Coast. go to any, it'll be Adelaide and Tasmania. Yep. Those would be the two that are sort of more on my radar, but... I might uh, come to really the Tassie depends. one with you. Tass- Tasmania would be really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, you should definitely come. I've never it. been to Tassie. Yeah, Let's if you've never, well, if you've never gone to Tasmania, it's a good excuse. Yeah, if you and if you're planning on going, then I'll definitely go. Awesome. Sounds good. What about yourself, Paul? You're gonna go to any? Uh, well, uh, Annette, like uh, Nick Butcher approached me. Uh, he wants Who? to start <laughs> a big friend of the channel, Nick Butcher. We love the legend, Nick Butcher. Um, Team Dragon Shield. Hello. Oh, that guy. Yeah. He. Uh, <laughs> He approached me and basically wants to dip his toe into commentary uh, coverage. Sounds good. Got no idea why he asked me because I've got like next to no experience. But anyway. um, Because he's smart because he's technical and boring and you're not technical and funny. There we go. Sorry, Nick, love you. But compared to tall, tall Timmy... You're boring. So <laughs> that's what I meant. So <laughs> what, what, we'll run some poetry. <laughs> so what we're ironing out is um, uh, John's going to do the, the the setup with our funder setup, and Nick and myself are going to do on-site commentary for two of the Sydney ProQuests, one up at Blood Rush Gaming and one at Chromatic. So that's a huge announcement. Um, they're going to be on Fluke and Box channel exclusive. So make sure you're tuning in. It's going to be freaking eight or ten hours of just mayhem i'm gonna make sure it's really fun awesome. um it's gonna be a lot of fun. yeah but also switch like you guys will especially top eight if you got like hayden's not in the top eight will sit like that's yeah. what they do at worlds is they yeah. you alternate and that's how your breaks come mm. and how you stay fresh and we're going to be on site so it's going to be great because we're going to have like john said people to interact with around yep. us and it's going to be good time so look out for that we're going to be streaming two of sydney's pro quest hopefully get some great games and have some fun and you get to see nick butcher under the spotlight doing commentary look nick butcher is very knowledgeable I mean, oh yeah i'd like to see him comment yeah you um, need to have a little commentate. bit of color and a little bit of yeah. content. Mm. I, I think he's hilarious. I think he's funny. But, in a, in but a, having, no, no, but having a, someone who's asking, you'll be asking him questions. Do you know what I mean? You'll be like, what, what is that? What's that interaction? That kind of thing is good. Um, that's it, guys. We, we always forget to ask people to subscribe at the start. We should try and do that. We're at 612, I think. No, no, we're trying to get I, to. I think we're at 615 or higher now. We've got a few more this afternoon. We're creeping I up. I even chat. That's awesome. Um, subscribe Also if you listen to us And don't view We're not just on Spotify The links are on YouTube But you can find us on RSS We're on like mm. 80 platforms Just yeah. not Apple ones Because I think that's a separate website That I don't use 
But um, the link's on the YouTube description. You can scroll down. But yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys in a week. Actually, the first episode you see before this is Fino Black, so that's a fun one. Enjoy that. We've got Hamel, Patel, and Sloop Doop lined up. They're the three that haven't been posted yet from Worlds. Bangers. So pretty, yeah. yeah. The Sloop one goes deep. Goes wild. Yeah, we'll oh. just talk about Cox for half an hour. Literally for half an hour. Yeah, dick pics specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. <laughs> I hope Sloop learned something from it. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> <Shit. laughs> All right, guys. See you soon.